Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50. Today's topic is uh, success over three decades of retirement. Michael, what do you got for us? Thanks, Dallas. So, we we know, of course, that the average life expectancy of a couple that retire in their mid-60s is something like 30 years. Um, and that's just the average. Yeah. So, the people that are listening to this right are now. Are listening to, that, to, the, to this right now. Um, generally take better care of themselves. Yeah. Uh, yeah, m- most of which would, would be a little bit healthier than the average, yeah. have a little bit more money than the average, yeah. Um, yeah, all of those things. So, it's likely to be longer for those people. So, you let's know, just say you it's know, 30 so years. We, we always, whenever we talk about this 30 years, we always want to flatter the listeners. It sounds like we're going, you, anyone who listens to this, you must be very smart, <laughs> you must be wise and, and, and healthy and good-looking people. So, Is that inadvertently <laughs> patting ourselves on the back? So, I think so. Um, so, so, yeah, we look at the last 30 years, yeah. okay, because it's the only thing we can look at. Yeah. The, the last 30 years is the only thing we can look at. And, and yeah, the, 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 the classic statement of um, future performance is not necessarily indicative of past performance. Yeah. Whilst true, it's the only thing we have yeah. is to look at history yeah. and to say, okay, well, um, if things behaved similarly to what they did in the last 30 years, yep. then then where would we actually be? So, if we wound back the clock 30 years ago um, and we looked at, in, in this case, just not the best companies, just the largest 500 American companies, um, and, and we look at where their price started in 1991 and where it is in 2021, 30 years later, the price of those companies is up over 10 times yeah. and that's without reinvesting any dividends, assuming you retired and you, le- you lived predominantly yeah. off the dividend over that yeah. period of time. Um, your net worth is actually up over 10 times. Yeah. Over. So, so um, I also look at another set of data and I look at the inflationary figures and something that I could buy for a dollar back in 1991 um, now cost me around about two dollars thirty. Mm-hmm. So inflation is up two point three times over yep. that period of time. So if I had invested in yep. not the best, no. not the worst, just a broad group of companies, yep, thirty years ago, um, and took the dividend, which yep. has grown by a considerable amount over that period of time, mm-hmm. um, I'm still that. I'm worth ten times more than 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 I started. Yep, at that period of time, yep. um, that's that's in a relevant fact in comparison to what does that money buy me. Yep. And what that money buys me mm. is is a lot yeah. because the average cost of goods and services is only going up 2.3 times yep. over that period of time. I'm worth 10 times more mm-hmm. and the average cost of goods and services has yeah. increased by only 2.3 times over that period of time. I've got a note here to say podcast is over. <laughs> 
But you know I'm not going to that. You know I'm going to want to talk about the philosophy of this and why people think... No, I, I think that you're, you're right, as in podcast over, in as much as that's the key point of everything that we talk about with why you should be invested predominantly in companies throughout the course of your of your retirement is, is summarised in those two points, is that um, company prices have, have gone up by something like 10 times over the last 30 years and that's a, that's a fairly average sort of rate of return throughout history. Um, the dividends that you receive and dividends that you received each year and, and that assumes that you spent your dividends every year. If, if you got there 30 years ago and you retired and every year you just spent all of your dividends, you, you mm. spent that and didn't do anything else, you would have 10 times more money now in nominal terms than what you had 30 years ago. Your dividends have gone up by. We don't have the numbers right here, but it would be your dividends would have gone up by close to ten times. Yeah, that's it's about, very close. about, about yeah. the about the average. Uh, inflation has made every, has has pushed everything up by two point three times. So, this is the the point of why you own companies throughout retirement is that your income stream. So you not just your retirement savings balance, but also your income stream has gone up by somewhere around ten times. And the cost of goods and services has gone up by 2.3 times. So in real terms, every week now, at the age of 95, every week you can buy four times more more things. That's basically how that works. That's what mm. that's the whole point of the, the the inflation number tying in there is that it doesn't it helps me to know that I've got ten times more money and that I've got mm. ten times more income. But more importantly, Everything else, everything has gotten 2.3 times more expensive. Therefore, I can afford to buy four times more of all of yeah. those things. And so when you said the podcast over, that, that's really the point. Everything else is window dressing from that. There, there is no other way, there's no other way to allow for that 2.3 times cost of, uh, of everything going up. There's no way to allow for everything getting more expensive over mm. time other than to predominantly be invested in something where the income stream that you derive from that over time is going to go up by far more than that. That's the only sustainable way to make sure that happens. And you say, where is the risk in that? And anecdotally, you can look at the last 30 years and you can say, yeah, um, where is the risk in that? Well, well, I can tell you that the, the average person who was retired didn't get anywhere near those results over that period of time because right in the middle of this, yeah. right in the middle... Um, you know, starting in 2007 was the uh, the start of the global financial crisis, which over you know a period of of, of 18 months, um, uh, what this person or these people or this group of people were invested into actually fell from the high water mark, fell by 57 percent uh, yeah. over 18 months. Now I know that um, the average the 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 average person um made a mistake during that period of time and their results are far less than this so the the risk is that you make a mistake at the at the wrong time i mean most people can look at 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 sets of data yeah and the sets of data don't lie over time and if you go back on rolling 30-year periods yeah the sets of data are, are, are remarkably consistent yeah and and similar to this yeah and people say yeah that's easy yeah. Um, but but when when yeah when wave number one sees a, a drop of twenty six percent yeah um, people get a little bit nervous and make a mistake some of them 
Um, when wave number two occurs in a little over a week and it's a further 14% drop down to 40% in total, um, people, some other people, you know, make a crucial mistake at that point in time and, uh, and, and, and sell their companies at, at 60 cents in the dollar at 40% down. And when wave number three occurs, um, you know, over the next six months where things drop another 17% to the bottom that we never knew at the time uh, of 57%, um, that's when when the majority of people capitulated yeah. and actually sold, you know, at at forty three cents in the dollar yeah. at fifty seven percent down, and they've never recovered from that. No. They've never recovered from that. So so it, it's one of those things that it's really really easy to look at the sets of data and say, yeah, that's easy. Yeah. Um, looking back, I, I would I wouldn't panic. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Um, but but it's 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 remarkable to me every time I look at data like this. Yeah. It's remarkable to me that that um, all I had to do yes. – so, number one, it's available to me. So, yes. 30 years ago, if I was retiring yeah. – This isn't like some it's tribute not, fund that, that no. would be open to some people. This is just a broad – It was available to me 30 years ago and all the way along, yep. I could buy these great quality companies yep. and all I had to do yep. was nothing. Yep. Classic Seinfeld <laughs> pilot episode, the show was going to be about nothing. Yeah. Nothing, Jerry. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, all I had to do was nothing. All yeah. I had to do was not fiddle with it. Yeah. All I had to do was not panic. All yeah. I had to do was, yeah. was do nothing. Yeah. And over that period of time, I'm, I'm, I'm up 10, you know, times. 10 times and I can buy four over, four I can times. buy four, my purchasing power has increased over fourfold. Yeah. Yeah. So I can now, you know, Spend for four times as much. In 1991, when yeah. I retired, I could buy, yeah. you know, yeah. um, I could buy one of those things. Yep. And then I can buy four. Now I can buy four of those things. Yep. Yeah. 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 Like that yep. that that's that's what we refer to as as, as true purchasing, um, power. purchasing power increase or I don't like the word so much, but 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 that's true wealth increase. Yeah. Because wealth increase is is, is actually okay, yeah, I, I've I I've outpaced inflation. Yep. I've outpaced the, the cost of goods and services by this much. Um yeah. I think that that's a great point about it seems, and we've touched on this many times, that the hard thing, the hard thing about investing, often for for people is, is and for everyone, and we're all guilty, like we're the same, mm. is that we you know, we often talk about this. The hard thing is that in most other areas of our life, um, our results are correlated with our activity. Mm. So if I do, if I want a better result, I have to do more, and mm. I have to, and so it feels like when it comes to investing, I have to I have to pick the right. Have to pick the right companies, or have to pick the right fund, or have to pick the right fund manager, or have to, you know, get into the right asset classes. And then throughout the thirty years, it feels like I have to do something. I have to get out at the right time and get back in at the right time, or I've got to move from this asset class, in, this asset mm. class into this one, or I've got to, you know, get all this right, or I've got to, you know, do this, then do that, then do. It's 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 interesting that I think that that is it's. Often your your success throughout your retirement will be inversely proportional to your activity levels. If mm. all you do is buy those assets and and spend your dividends every year and forget about it for thirty years, this is this is the outcome that you that you did achieve. And mm. I think further to that, so so that's I guess one part I think of is we always feel like we've, we've to get to the position where people are. If you listen to this at fifty five. From 25 to 55, to get to the position that you've got to, most of it has come through your hard work and, yep. and from activity. So whether that was 
starting a business or working your way up the ranks somewhere or, you know, working overtime or, you know, developing your skills and expertise, doing some study, doing all this, the more you did, the better off you got over time and the more you saved mm-hmm. and the more you were careful about how you spent your money and if you thought, you know, a bit more about how you did this and you'd, you did this in a way where it cut your mm-hmm. costs a bit and the more activity you did, the better you, the better you ended up. That's, I think, where the shift into retirement is very hard for a lot of people. It's that for some, for some people, their, their, their outcomes and where they've got to now has been through their hard work and through their attention mm-hmm. and focus and energy. And you basically ask them to, to, to switch that off and go, mm-hmm. okay, do nothing. Don't, don't, you know, have, have you seen, what's that movie where, uh, I feel like, forgetting Sarah Marshall, there's a guy teaching another guy to surf. Oh, yeah. And he's basically going, <laughs> stand up on the surfboard. No, that's too much. You're doing too much to sit back down. And so I can understand for people approaching retirement, we're we're saying, okay, don't do anything. No, okay, put some money into super. No, no, don't don't do do that. Don't do too much. Okay, stop. Do no. What we're saying throughout retirement, it really is then a case of don't do anything. Just Mm. don't overspend. Don't don't spend more than is sustainable to draw out of your retirement savings. Mm. But don't do anything to your money. Don't don't be trying to make you know decisions under pressure don't be trying to get in and out of things and don't be trying to pick where's the next hot area to move into don't be trying to do any of those things do less and you will achieve more basically um so the only other thought that i had of of this is that you know your comment about past performance is is not indicative of future performance i feel like we're we're always and it's i think it's nature in our game from a compliance point of view we're always trained to you know you've got to clarify that this is what happened over the last 30 years and and that's not necessarily what will happen over the next 30 years but i'm sick of being apologetic about it because (laughs) in no in no other area of life is so past performance as you said it's the only thing we've got to go on if If I'm watching two sporting teams play and one of them has been belted, you know, if I'm watching an NRL game, one team has been belted mm. by 50 points every time they've played this year mm. and the other team has, has beaten every side they've come up against, I could sit there and go, oh, well, past performance isn't indicative of, of performance in this game. Mm. Or I could just go, hey, this team's probably going to win. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, all you, it's all that you have. Yeah. It's all that you have. Um, look, I, I mean, I, th- I think it's a silly disclaimer. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the disclaimer is there to say... Yeah. Okay, we're not saying um, it's going to in go the up middle of this times. next thirty years. We're not going to see yeah. the markets drop fifty-seven percent exactly yeah. in the middle of that. Yeah. You know, we're not going to see it go up uh, in the first year by what it went up. Yeah, you know, yeah. in the first year of the last set of data that we saw. Yeah. So, so, um, and 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 uh, yeah, there's, there's there's of course no guarantees. Uh, However, um, it, it's 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 it, yeah, there's not a guaranteed. 10% rate of return, but but yeah, you would 10%. think it's going to be very close by, yeah. by all the data that you look at you know, and the ways that companies operate. If that's been the, the, the yeah, that's, well, that's been the, sort of the, the tenfold rate yeah. of return over that last period of time. So, yeah, the, the other so thing is, it's, it's, it's one of those things that um, it, it, it is the only guide that you have. Yeah. It is the only guide that you have. Um, I'm digressing here, but if you look at the 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 rates of interest are far more volatile yeah. than the rates of return of Over the great quality period. companies. Yeah. So if I go back to if I go back to around the global financial crisis time, I was getting six percent rate of interest yeah. at at times on my term deposits. Yeah. Um, now I'm getting point three five percent, zero point three five percent. If you look at the difference in that, if yeah. you look at the difference in that rate of return, yeah. 
that's far more volatile yes. than what the what the average rate of return of the the, the, the largest 500 companies yep. in Australia has been, uh, or sorry, the largest 200 companies in Australia, or the largest 500 companies in America. So, yeah. So the other thing that I I thought to touch on there as well is that, as you just said, you know, and and again, past performance is not an indicator of future of future results. And so you you may well look at that and go, well, the next 30 years won't. Let's let's say returns aren't as good. Let's let's say the S and P five hundred, the, the biggest five hundred companies in America, mm. don't return as much. the The number that you've that you've got to think about when you look at what that return will be, the return doesn't have to be ten times. You don't have you don't have to get the past return. No. There are, there are only two other things to compare this to, which is what else could I be invested into, and which is as you say, cash, term deposits, um, even you know, other, other growth assets. The likely outcome is that their return is going to be lower than than the high quality companies. Um, the other number that I have to compare that to is that inflation number. So, mm. to some degree, and again, if we're if we're just spending our dividends here every year, it doesn't matter if my if if my retirement savings don't go up by ten times. If they go up by three times, mm. I have still outpaced inflation, which is two point three times. I, mm. I still. I've still maintained and increased my purchasing power. I can buy more things every week than what I could buy 30 years ago. And I think that if we look at people's definition of success throughout retirement, that's that's what it is. It, it's not yep. – I don't need – I'm not going to get there in 30 years' time and go, hey, I've done everything I wanted to do in retirement. I've, I've spent everything I wanted to spend. Every year I've just gotten – I've gotten – I know you don't like the word, but I've gotten wealthier every year in true mm. terms. I can I can buy more things and services and I can help out my family. I can do all these things and I can afford to do all that and, and my retirement savings have just gone up and up. I wouldn't look at that and go, oh, well, my retirement savings are only up seven times and I thought they'd be up ten times. Mm. I'd just be looking at that going, okay, I've, I've got – I've ticked the box. I've done everything I wanted to do in retirement. Um, yeah, I, I can – my purchasing power has gone up many times. It doesn't matter whether it's four times or three times or two times. It's just the mm. fact that it's it's gone up by more than more than inflation. Yeah, absolutely, and it's a good. I think it's a it's a great way to think of it, even though that's significantly different and it's different to to you know the last thirty years. It's still yeah. comparatively yeah. it's comparatively fantastic. So, in wrapping up, um, again, going back to everyone can look at these. This, these data and these numbers and go okay um, yeah that that's 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 easy for me but the statistics coming out so so um, uh, Dalbar study uh, Dalbar Incorporated which is a research institute in America um, this was years after the global financial crisis came back and said okay well the average rate of return of the S and P five hundred has been ten yep. percent yep. and um, what is the average investor that has been invested in that, the average yeah. American investor, what have they returned? Yeah. And it was under 4%. Yeah. So, so um, what that tells you is that human beings have a tremendous urge to fiddle with things. Yes. Um, especially when the price is going down. So, um, all, all that human being or human beings had to do was buy and hold and do nothing. They got a 10% rate of return. Yeah. The average human being yeah. that was invested in those markets yeah. um, fiddled with it and they fiddled with it the wrong times yeah. and they only got a 4% rate of return yeah. on average. So, there's a huge difference in those numbers. Mm. Um, my final statement would be don't let human being behaviours adversely affect human beings. 
Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.